fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Monday, a brand new week, a brand new day, ready to start a brand new trend. I'm one of those guys to where every single day is like a fresh start. If you don't like the mood you're in or some of the bad stuff that happened the day prior, guess what? It's a brand new day. It's a brand new start, and we start that all over here on the show as well here on a Monday. Welcome into the program. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you, your Millennial General, reporting for duty. Big show today. we got a lot to talk about. I don't know, like usual, how we're going to fit it all in, but we're going to do our darndest. Uh, you're in for a treat, though. This is a very special show. It's bottom of the hour. We've had her on many times before. But this one kind of hits home for her. Veronica Kirilenko, she'll be joining us on the program. She is a contributor to The New American, which you can find online at thenewamerican.com, a conservative website with great opinion articles, great research and journalism going on there. And she is also originally from the Ukraine. Her family is still there. Her friends are still there. And she is while, while she is here in the U.S., uh, I'm excited to chat with her at the bottom of the hour. We're going to pick her brain on what really led up to the point that we're at right now when it comes to the Ukraine and Russian tension. I want to pick her brain on why we're here, what we can do, and the state of Ukraine right now. So and make sure that her family and everybody's all right. As she had told me briefly over the weekend as I tried to get her on the show that her father, she tried to bring her father over to the U.S. a few years ago, and she moved here and was unable because no one thought this was going to happen, that this was a thing they had to worry about. Now look at them. Devastating. So there's a lot of news that I want to talk about with Russia and Ukraine, unfortunately, what's going on. There's a weird, uh, apparently there's a weird, I don't know what it is, a weird mindset floating around from the left and the right right now, trying to defend and explain what Vladimir Putin's doing in Russia. And I have to admit, I'm a little shell-shocked because I never thought that right-wing conservatives that believe in limited government would actually be in support of a a Russian communist dictator that wants to reunite the Soviet Union. I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me. So we'll break that down here in just a little bit as well. But welcome into the program. Outside of that one, it was a big weekend. I hope you had a great one. I did not, unfortunately, get to spend a whole lot of time watching the conservative political action conference like I wanted to. I love CPAC. It is one of my most favorite times of the entire year. I usually sit on, if I'm not able to be there in person, usually sit there and watch the live stream of the majority of the speeches that go on. However, I did watch former President Donald J. Trump's speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference on Saturday night. It was like an hour and a half, almost two hours long. The guy was insane. And I got to say, it was kind of nice to see him sit back, be calm, be collect, be comfortable, and just do his thing again. Kind of miss that. I miss a two-hour speech because I can only anticipate what's going to happen tomorrow with the State of the Union address from Joe Biden, where it's going to be like 15 minutes in and out because that's when the steroids are going to start running off, and he's not going to be able to keep a coherent thought again. So it was really refreshing to see that, and honestly, I really, truly think that the speech on Saturday night was the real, honest, actual State of the Union address of this year for 2022. 
Can we just be honest? Uh, not Andy, the whole corruption thing or voter fraud or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the words that Donald Trump spoke really resonated because he talked about the vision for the country. He talked about the current events. He talked about the things that should be done right now, the things that could be done right now, the things that were done in the past and things that we need to do in the future. He literally gave his hour and a half, two hour speech as a State of the Union address. And it was phenomenal. And I loved it. So there's a lot of things we want to cut. We also want to speculate on what the State of the Union address may look like tomorrow, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. But Donald Trump killing it. And he held nothing back. There was one time, and I don't even remember, and I can't obviously play it on the air here, but where he dropped some uh, FCC non-appropriate phrases, which was hilarious because there were some TV outlets that were streaming it live, and he just don't care. Hashtag Trump don't care. He's just kind of doing his thing. And when you criticize him, I mean, he went after the media. He talk, He really talked about his campaign, did he not? If you watched it, then kudos to you. If not, then don't worry. I got some clips for you. We'll play in a second. He touched on immigration. He touched on the Ukrainian thing. He touched on uh, the, uh, the wars. He touched on the economy. I mean, he just covered the entire gamut. He really acted as if he was president right now, and this is what we should be doing, and had no time uh, wasted when he just went after Joe Biden. You also have to portray a strength to the outside world, otherwise they're going to walk all over you. And that's what they're doing right now. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage that Joe Biden and his administration has done in just a very short 13 months. That is very true. Now, here's the funny part is that even the media is starting to recognize this. They're waiting to see how Joe Biden's going to twist like a pretzel into trying to say the state of the nation is healthy and is strong and is doing well. The Associated Press, the Associated Press, the most one of the most left wing media articles out there or media sources out there on cusp of the Biden speech, a state of disunity, funk and peril. What? That's the headline from the AP. They know things are in disarray. They've tried to sugarcoat it. They've tried to protect him as long as they possibly can. And their tank of BS is is out. It's empty. They have nothing left. You cannot justify a 7.5% inflation rate right now. You cannot justify the mandates that are extremely unpopular that they just want to go away. These aren't the joy you're looking for. You can't justify them. It's unpopular. Only literally like 10 to 15% of the nation actually still support mandates. Outside of that, everybody's gone. You cannot win an election with 10% of the vote. Just doesn't work that way. So what do you do? You just make it disappear. You don't talk about COVID any longer. You don't talk about the issues any longer. You don't talk about the economy any longer. And when you do, then it's like, oh, things are starting to look okay, I think. I hope. He can't justify what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine right now. Because he's in cahoots with the Russians. Andy, what do you mean by that? You conspiracy theorist nuts. Here's what I mean by that is that the first year of the administration, he made the U.S. energy dependent again on oil. We get our oil from where? The vast majority of it from Ukraine and from Russia. Because that's the majority of their economy. So while they're putting sanctions, quote unquote, onto Russia, because we're talking tough and we're doing tough things right now, what did he do? He made us less independent and more dependent on Russian oil. So we may be putting sanctions on the banks in Russia. Well, at the same time, we're spending $100 a barrel and giving it to Russia while we're purchasing their oil each and every day. Because how much is being sent over here on a daily basis? How much Russian oil do we use on a daily basis? Give me a break. 
the smoke and mirrors. Look at what Hind is doing. We're talking tough to Russia. We're going to solve it. We're the great horse riding in the great Gandalf, riding on the great white horse, trying to solve the issue. Well, on the other hand, we're giving them money daily to purchase oil from them so they can invade Ukraine. Does that make any sense to anybody? So continue to talk tough there, Joe Biden, because... You are fake news. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Trump, by the way, did talk about Ukraine, and I thought it was uh, pretty, um, pretty spot on with what he had to say. Under Bush... Russia invaded Georgia. Under Obama, Russia took Crimea. Under Biden, Russia invaded Ukraine. I stand as the only president of the 21st century on whose watch Russia did not invade another country. (laughs) Now, let's just break that down for a second, shall we? They tried to say, number one, that Donald Trump was working in cahoots with Putin and with the Russians. Obviously, right? Now we have the Durham case that's going on under the Clinton investigation. What's going on with the whole, you know, handing it off to the CIA, to the FBI, trying to investigate Trump. Why he got impeached twice? Because he was working with the Russians, but yet Russia uh, grew less under the Trump administration than uh, uh, the administration, unlike any other administration prior to. With Bush, with Obama, now with Biden. They've taken over all these other places. Russia was stagnant for four years under Trump, but yet somehow the Republicans are in cahoots. Now we hear these weird conspiracy theories, which if it's true, it's true to some degree. It still doesn't justify what Putin's actually doing, is that Trump and Putin are somehow working together to get rid of the corruption in the Ukrainian government. When all of a sudden was Vladimir Putin, the communist former KGB member wanting to reunite the Soviet Union, all of a sudden the standard bearer for morality to end corruption in global governments. Does that make any sense to anybody? Because we're hearing that from some on the left and on the right is that, oh, they got rid of the centralized banks. They're trying to fight, you know, the globalist elite Freemasonry and, you know, secret societies that are just running the financial systems. Okay, even if that's true, which I don't think that's even true because they're being funded by China right now for the incursion right now. Yeah, But even if that were true, when did Vladimir Putin as a communist nut be the standard bearer? When even under Republican leadership in the past... We fought Vladimir Putin because he is a crazy former KGB communist. And if you have need any other example, you could just look at his own nation where people are still waiting in line for stale bread and vodka, which, by the way, right now doesn't sound like that the, the leadership and the people in Russia are even happy about what's going on in the Ukraine. And we'll get to that here in just a second as well. But the evidence is right there. It's evident for the left side of the aisle. I hope you're paying attention. I know, Democrats, that you have a very difficult time trying to understand reality, trying to understand facts, but bear with us for a second. If they expanded under Bush, they expanded under Biden, expanded under Obama, but yet they didn't expand, being the country of Russia, under Trump, does that mean, and we can play the game for a second here, should we? Uh, Does that mean that... Donald Trump helped them, or Donald Trump hurt the Russians. And not only that, but they waited only a year after, which means obviously they took some time to plan and strategize, because that's what it happens for military operations, that they strategized to shortly after the Biden administration took over, they ended up doing this excursion saying, no, we don't want NATO around us, we don't like NATO, we're not going to be involved with this, we're going to take over and reunite. And oh, by the way, if you even try to put in Sweden and some of these other nations that are not part of NATO, then there's going to be repercussions as well. And oh, by the way, now I'm wasting resources and I'm going to go nuclear. Again, let's play into the conspiracy theory for a second. If he's doing it for the good of society to end corruption, who would 
go to the result of we're going to get involved with nuclear options to end just a corrupt government. Oh, there's no, you know, there's no issue against the citizens of Ukraine. That's not true at all in any way, shape, or form. Be careful where we find sources and be careful because if anything is pro-positive, pro-Russia, then there's something seriously wrong because there's nothing good about Russia in any way, shape, or form. The world was a peaceful place because America was strong and the perception of our country was perhaps like it had never been before. Powerful, cunning, and smart. We were a smart country. (laughs) Now we're a stupid country. Okay, again, do we, do we apparently need to play it? What Donald Trump really meant to say. Because you know the headlines from the uh, from the social media, from the mainstream media, is going to be like, Donald Trump said that American people are stupid. <laughs> For those pro-American patriotic people, he's saying the country's stupid. No, the leaders are stupid. And it shows with the trade deals that we're making. It's showing with the negotiations we're making with other nations. It shows with the withdrawal of Iran that we made. Uh, that was an absolute devastation. It shows from the lack of capability of handling COVID, like they said they were going to end like a month once they got in, once they got into office. It shows with the lack of how they're handling Russia right now with the issue. It's been a disaster all around. Our leaders are not the brightest crayons in the boxes right now, mentally, psychologically. But the media is going to, oh, Donald Trump says America's stupid. Donald Trump says that the American people are stupid. Don't you? Why are you supporting a guy that thinks your country's stupid? Which is hilarious. Complete deflection. Thank you. Move on. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, welcome aboard and happy new week to you. It's not just a big day today on the show. It's going to be a big week. I mean... I get all nerded out with the Conservative Political Action Conference, which we'll play some clips about throughout this week on some of the recaps of that. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, we'll also have the State of the Union address tomorrow night, which I totally geek out about because it's going to be hilarious to see what he has to say. What is going to be the tone of the messaging from the State of the Union? How can they spin it to say things are positive right now? And you know that the things that aren't positive are going to be like, well, it was the Trump administration. What do you think, Bernie? Is that going to work? It is totally absurd. Okay, just making sure. Uh, welcome back in. So Donald Trump speaking at CPAC. Oh, which I, I'll get back to that in a second. But there's a clip that I want to play with this ongoing Russia-Ukrainian thing. For those that don't know, over the weekend, yesterday, I believe it was, we had Putin say that uh, he was threatening nuclear options now, trying to ready some of that. We have Ukraine right now trying to get into the European Union, the EU, and saying, hey, on emergency leave, can I get in and can you accept our application here so that way you guys can help us out a little bit? Uh, Because right now the military operation is probably one of the most strangest military operations that I've ever seen. It seems like Russia's only half trying, and I don't understand why. I mean, that's good for the Ukrainians, I guess. Maybe toying with them like a cat and mouse kind of thing? I don't know what they're trying to do, but he's only doing it half, you know what? I mean, they run out of gas for a tank. They just desert the tank. They haven't used their force. The Ukrainians arrested like 200 Russian soldiers, and they were all like 18 and 19-year-olds that didn't even have any a whole lot of military training. I don't understand where the bulk of their military is because if they really wanted to, they could waltz right in and just take over in an instant. I got to get a hat tip, though, regardless of how corrupt the uh, corrupt may or may not the Ukrainian government may be. Uh, I got to give credit to Zelensky, though, the president of Ukraine, because he is the first. And I believe uh, don't quote me on this, but I heard it somewhere else that I believe he's one of the first presidents of a nation since our revolutionary war with George Washington. And he wasn't president at the time, but was soon to be. uh, uh, Let's just say great uh, country leader. He's the very first one since then to actually be on the front lines, because since then they've been on the back lines, just kind of delegating everything. This guy's in armor right now with the uh, with the uh, uh, military suit with a gun in his hand. And when he had the opportunity to be flown out, he's like, I don't need a plane out. I need more ammunition. So a guy who was an actor, a guy who was a comedian, a guy who wasn't necessarily a politician before he became the president of Ukraine had tip to you, Zelensky. Like, I, I don't know anything about you. You may be a corrupt, you know what, but uh, just for you standing up for your nation the way you are, I tip my hat off to you and so many other people. These, these citizens, 18,000 guns handed out to citizens in Kiev trying to defend their capital. The former Miss Ukraine of 2015, I believe has pictures of her now out in military saying that anyone that illegally crosses our border is going to be killed. Like, that's the mentality of these people, and I give them all the pro- It makes me encouraging. It encourages me to see that there are that many people still willing to fight for their nation because I know there are that many people like that here on the home front in the U.S. if, God forbid, something like that ever happened. Here's a clip, though, of kind of just a taste of what's going on. This was from the Ukrainian ambassador to the United Nations reading a text message from a Russian soldier, a younger, like, 19-year-old kid they found after they killed him. Alyosha, how are you doing? Why has it been so long since you responded? Are you really in, during, in training exercises? Asks the mother of the killed soldier. Moments before 
he was killed. Мама, я уже не в Крыму. Мама, I'm no longer in Crimea. Не на учениях. I'm not in training sessions. А где? Where are you then? Папа спрашивает, можно Papa ли тебе послать посылку. I didn't see the time. We got to take a break here. We'll play the rest of that when we come back. But it's heart wrenching. And it really shows why there's turmoil in Russia, why maybe the full military force isn't being used, because it seems like there's a bit of a revolt going on even within Russia as well. It's complicating the situation for those guys. Very interesting. We'll cover that when we come back. Plus, Veronica Kirilenko, a former Ukrainian that's here in the U.S. now. She'll talk about the inside scoop of what's going on there as well. Back after this here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already for a Monday. Hard to believe, isn't it? So hard to believe. But we're bringing the zen in today, right? Yes, bringing the zen today. It's been hard, though. I mean, we did see some positive news with CPAC over the weekend. We'll continue to play some clips from that. We have the State of the Union tomorrow. I am dying to see how they're going to twist uh, some kind of positivity into the world with the Biden speech tomorrow, which is uh, really funny. We have the ongoing issue between Russia and Ukraine. As we talk about that, let's get into our What's Trending. What do you say? What's Trending Today. So we have our guest on the line, and I want her to hear this as we introduce her. Because this was just, what, yesterday? It was over the weekend at some point. The Ukrainian ambassador, which, again, I, I bring the question up, why is Russia doing the military strategy that they're doing? It To me, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's giving Ukraine a fighting chance because they're not using the full force, which is amazing. Uh, so Ukraine can actually handle some of this. But it's weird how they're dealing with this. But uh, the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.N. spoke uh, with a special session, whether it was today or this weekend, whatever it was, and read a text message. Now, this was a text message that they found on a like an 18-year-old Russian soldier that they had killed, and they found the text messages between him and his mother. And it's tra- you'll hear two, uh, it's kind of weird, you'll hear two speakers because he's speaking in, in uh, Ukrainian or Russian, and she's translating it, so you'll hear that. But it was a text message that really shows the lack of understanding that the Russian people have on what's actually going on as well. Alyosha, how are you doing? Why has it been so long since you responded? Are you really in, during, in training exercises? Asks the mother of the killed soldier. Moments before he was killed. 
Мама, я уже не в Крыму. Мама, I'm no longer in Crimea. Не на учениях. I'm not in training sessions. А где? Where are you then? Папа спрашивает, можно Papa ли тебе послать посылку. Да какую посылку, мама? Kind of mama, Что ты говоришь такое? Что случилось? Мама, я на Украине. Тут настоящая война. Мне here. страшно. Мы бьем по всем городам. Bombing all of the cities together, even, even targeting civilians. We were told that they would welcome us. And they are falling under our armored vehicles, throwing themselves under the wheels and not allowing us to pass. They call us fascists. Mama, this is so hard. And this was several moments before he was killed. Wow. That's hard to listen to. But that was a text message apparently from a Russian soldier to his mother um, after they had killed him and they were searching him. And that's the cell phone that they had. Uh, excited to have on the program to kind of talk a little bit about this of what's really going on there as she's from the Ukraine. Family and friends still over there. She's a contributor to the New American Magazine, thenewamerican.com. is the website to go and check her out. We love having her on the program. It's Veronica Kirilenko with us here. Veronica, how are you today? Oh, hi, Andy. Good. How are you doing? I am great. It is such a sad situation. It breaks my heart. I know everybody's rallying here to focus. It's frustrating because all of this seems like it could have been prevented with our weak leadership that we have here in, in the U.S. But uh, first off, with your family, with your friends that you've been in contact with, I, t I talked with you a little bit over the weekend and you were in contact with them. Are they safe and are they okay right now? Uh, yes, most of my family uh, and friends, uh, first of all, thank you for asking, and thank you. I do appreciate you, you know, being in touch, and uh, it's it's really important to all Ukrainians, you know, to feel the support of uh, of the world, uh, that, you know, the support was initially declined, or, or was given very hesitantly. Uh, well, anyway, my uh, my friends and my family are doing fine. They uh, they live in Odessa. It's in the south of the country, and uh, you know it all started last uh, Thursday. And uh, people w were absolutely shocked and scared and devastated because uh, you know what happened. Um, Ru Russian uh, jets were just bombing uh, all military infrastructure in Ukraine, and. Uh, Unfortunately, for the city where I'm from, uh, there is a, a relatively large military base located located just outside of the city, and it's it's gone now. Wow. So it's been destroyed. Yeah. So uh, my friends, they told me that they will cop to to the sounds of uh, of explosions, and they saw the smoke and uh, alarm going on, alarms going on around the city. And many of many of my friends have little little very young children and uh, i cannot imagine the horror uh and you know they they were kind of anticipating it because uh, because russia was amassing their forces um in the border uh with ukraine and uh, the day before they uh invaded um you know the eastern regions of ukraine where uh putin has two puppet regimes you know donetsk and luhansk people people republic uh, republics it's in the east of the country like i said uh so yeah it, they, they anticipated something but not 
not not as big, not on this scale. Uh, but now they are uh, they are safe, and uh, you know the stories of Ukrainian heroism and bravery. It's it's all over the news, and uh, I think this is really important. And nobody expected, first of all, for a war to start in Ukraine in the geographical hub of Europe. It's it's the very center of center of Europe if if you look at the map. Uh, and second, nobody expected Ukrainian people to be so brave. Yeah. No, amen and to that. I'm really I... honestly, Andy, I'm sorry, but I've never been never in my entire life I've been more proud of my birth country, honestly. Amen to that. I mean, uh, look, I don't know much about Ukrainian politics. I've heard rumors about corruption within the government, obviously what government doesn't, but the people that are standing up right now is so heartwarming to me, and I can only imagine what they're going through, but it's heartwarming to me because people actually do care about the country. I mean, for the first time in decades, we see the leader of a country putting on armor and saying, no, don't fly me out. I don't need a plane. I need bullets with Zelensky. God bless that guy. We had the former Miss Ukraine that said that uh, anybody coming across our border, we're going to take out. And she's in military garb. The citizens, 18,000 soldiers, uh, 18,000 rifles handed to citizens in Kiev, ready to defend this with people fighting in every little town along the way. It's amazing to watch. Yes, and you know, I think it inspired the world to actually uh, stand up and back Ukraine. And you know, countries such as Germany, for example, Germany never sends uh, any kind of military help yeah. to uh, to the countries at war. But now it decided to send uh, four hundred and fifty billion dollars worth of uh, military equipment to Ukraine, wow. um, and it, it is something very remarkable and uh so many countries are sending military help to ukraine uh we do uh united kingdom does then canada and uh all of the europe including france and greece and portugal romania spain even sweden netherlands i mean the list goes on and on uh and it's it's pretty incredible and given the heroism and strong, such a strong spirit and love, not to their government, maybe, but to their country and to each other and to exactly. their children. Uh, paired with this kind of support, I think that Ukraine has a pretty good chance to to win in, in this war. This is a possibility. Yeah, you're right. Uh, before we have to take a break in about three minutes or so, talk about what led up to this point. We've heard different ideas between, you know, obviously the Ukraine wanting to join NATO and Russia not liking that. I think that we've kind of waited to the weak leadership of Biden for for uh, Putin to really try to reunite his Soviet Union that he's always had aspirations to do. But from you understanding inside the country, you you being there, you seeing this, what do you think led up to this point of actually engaging in conflict right now? Well, it is very complicated, and you can, as you can imagine, it's been a very long history of complicated relations between Ukraine and Russia, and between uh, Russia and NATO, and between Ukraine and NATO. So, yeah, it's it's very it's it's very very um, it's it, it, it's not easy, and there it, it it it's definitely a combination of factors, and the weak leadership in Washington D.C. is a major uh, factor, of course. I cannot imagine anything like that happening under President Trump. And Putin knows that. Uh, I mean, he he's definitely a maniac, and I think no sane person, no sane leader would ever wage a war, honestly, and not in the 21st century. And uh, but he did, yeah. and you know, it's absolutely unexplainable. And I, I, I'm thinking, did did Putin not thought about? 
uh, about the possibility of sanctions and about the severity of sanctions or um, what was he thinking about? He was thinking exactly what you know what he just played played in that uh, you know me- me- messages between this Russian soldier and uh, his mother. Probably he expected Ukrainians to meet him uh, with you know with with, with, with fireworks and uh, with cheers. <laughs> they did not, of course, because uh, Ukrainians were. Um, like I said, it's 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 long and complicated. But after the 2014, 14th, when Russia invaded uh, um, annexed Crimea and then established two puppet regimes uh, in the east, yeah. nobody in Ukraine really liked Russia, and nobody ever uh, since then ever saw Ukraine being a part of Russian uh, reinv- reinv- re- uh, revived uh, Soviet empire. So I really do not know how he could miscalculate it also badly yeah it's very it's very fascinating to watch that not to mention the fact that he's keeping so many people in russia in the dark when the parents of soldiers don't even know where they're at and they think they're in training missions and uh, they're completely baffled and i mean the few protesters that they saw in the capital of moscow they've arrested near three to four hundred people that are protesting mm-hmm. it there so that's weird as well we got to take a break here it's veronica kirilenko the new american the new american.com go and check that out when we come back i want to talk about moving forward How can we get out of this? And like you said, is there a way for Ukraine to survive this crazy madness and push back the Russians? Uh, They're definitely using more resources than what they had anticipated. At what point will they start to back off on this? We'll do that and more wrapping up the show today for a Monday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com.
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And apparently not just in the country of the U.S. We're all over the place, baby. Trying to bring the support and rally and the thoughts and prayers to what we can to Ukraine. By the way, on the positive side, we are two weeks away from St. Patrick's Day here in the U.S. as well. <laughs> That's good news. we got a few minutes left here. We're talking with Veronica Kirilenko, the new American, thenewamerican.com. And we appreciate her time very much as we talk about what's going on with the latest in Ukraine and Russia. So we have right now, let me ask you this. I mean, the Russian military, extremely larger than the Ukrainians, the, the, the economy, the military size, the military power. Why do you think that Putin's giving it everything he's got right now, or do you think that he's trying to halfway do it for kind of an experiment? Do you think he's getting frustrated because it's not going as planned? What do you think the mindset is of the Russians right now with so much um, fighting and rebellion against this? Well, uh, Andy, you mentioned the anti-war protests taking place in Russia's capital in Moscow, with many people being arrested. But it's not—it not, is not just Moscow; it is all over the country. It's at least 50 large cities in Russia are seeing those massive protests because everyday Russians they do not understand the goal of this war. And as you said, you know, the size of Russia and its population and its military capabilities, they are far more superior than those of Ukraine, of course. And for uh, many centuries, a part of uh, a very large part of Ukraine was, was also a part of Russia. And many uh, Ukrainians live in mixed families with Russians and they speak Russian. For example, my dad is from Russia. He, he, he didn't, he refused to leave Ukraine, even though we, we got him a ticket and saying just dad, before it all started, it's about a couple of days before it all started, dad, just come, come to America because we do not want you, you know, your life to be at risk. Yeah. And he said it will never happen because he he was Russian. He never believed that Russians would invade Ukraine and uh, that, you know, they would shoot Ukrainians because they were brotherly nations wow. for, for at least some time. Sure. <laughs> you know, so this is why it is so mind-blowing for people on the both sides, both in Russia and in Ukraine, many Ukrainians. Like, how, how could it possibly happen? And this is why war is extremely unpopular in, uh, in, in Russia as well. Uh, so what Putin, like, like I said, I think it would, he, he thought that maybe it would be just a blitzkrieg war and it will just take about a day uh, to invade Ukraine completely, to overthrow the government and uh, establish a puppet, puppet regime. It never happens. Yeah. Um, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> well, no, that's, uh, that's right. It, oh. It's, yeah, that was it. I mean, that's just, it, it blows my mind how much that I think people aren't aware. And like you said, in Russia, even people are like, what are we doing here? Even within the military ranks, I mean, from what mm -hmm. we're hearing, now that he's starting to threaten nuclear options, that kind of takes things to another level here, doesn't it? And with the part of the military not even aware of what was going on or what was going to happen or even aware Putin was doing this, it, from what it sounds like, at least from some of the reports that I'm hearing, was that even within the government, it's like, wait a second, Putin, mm -hmm. like it's not worth doing this right now. Okay, uh, so I remember what I wanted uh, to stress, Andy. Uh, what's important is, is that even though uh, Russian military is indeed very large and much larger than Ukraine, of course, the organization and morale uh, is, is very low. And, you know, everything that Putin touches, it just turns to dust. And it, <laughs> even though the, the, the military is, is huge, it's worthless. 
because they do not want to fight and they have a very poor organization. They have no clear strategy. They have no tactics. They kill civilians, which is which is something again absolutely mind blowing in, in the 21st century. It's it's you know it's some some very basics. You just do not kill civilians. Uh, the no. war is you know it's fighting between the I mean, those are war crimes there. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and um, yeah. So uh, I think that Putin will not last very long. I think we will see him gone soon. This is my honest opinion. And the very fact that he threatened to use uh, nuclear weapons, it means that uh, he is desperate, and it is the very last resort that he can use. And I I am afraid, uh, afraid that he not, might actually do it, but it would be absolute, an absolute, absolutely a suicide. Uh, well, yeah, if he did end up pulling out the, the nuclear option, then everybody would be involved a lot more than what they are right now, and that would be devastating to everybody, not just Ukraine and Russia, but it would be global uh, disaster with everybody mm-hmm. getting involved nuclear uh, with the nuclear option. So uh, hopefully, as you mentioned, things start uh, calming down and he starts pulling out, realizing it's not worth the resources being wasted there anymore. Veronica, they we're out of time. To negotiate today. Yeah. Exactly. It's time the to negotiate. The negotiation just started, so it's a good thing too. That is a very good thing. Veronica, thank you so much for coming on the program. God bless you guys. Let's get you back on again and get another update here soon. Thank you very much, Andy. Hey, good always a pleasure. Here. We love it. Veronica Karolenko, thenewamerican.com. Go check out her writings. We love having her on the show. She's awesome. We'll get her back on as a regular guest here very soon as well. Until then, podcast up in a little bit. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.